Round two, here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap. Shout out to everybody in the comments for getting me right there. Your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. Vancouver Canucks 4, Pittsburgh Penguins 3. This one ends in overtime. And this one was so close for the Pittsburgh Penguins to being a tentpole victory, to being a victory that everybody remembers, and certainly another one of those crazy matchups between the Vancouver Canucks and the Pittsburgh Penguins at PPG Paints Arena. I said it during the game on X that, man, this reminded me of November 27th of 2019, which was Thanksgiving Eve. Penguins won that game 8-6. to It was another wild one between these two teams, but this one... It started off looking that way. Both teams getting a lot of offensive chances in the first. The Vancouver Canucks, one of the highest scoring teams, if not the highest scoring team in the National Hockey League coming into this one. And they certainly proved it in the first period going up 3-1 to one after the first period. But the Penguins just, they clawed back. They played so much better in the second and third periods. And then a bad break, a bad bounce in overtime as it's liable to happen in 3v3. And Elias Pettersson just does not make a mistake when he goes in on that opportunity. Unable to handle the top guns were the Pittsburgh Penguins in this game. Elias Pettersson certainly had himself a game. So, too, did JT Miller. And so, too, did one Brock Besser, as he typically tends to do when he visits the Pittsburgh Penguins. But let's get over to the goal recap in this one. Again, early and often for the Vancouver Canucks in the first period. Brock Besser opened up the scoring in the opening minutes of the game. His 26th of the season, Elias Pettersson and JT Miller picked up the assists on that one. And it was a deja vu because the second goal, this one on the power play, Brock Besser scores once again. This one a redirection goal beating Alex Nedeljkovic. His 27th goal of the season, Miller and Pettersson pick up the assists on that one as well, making it their 38th and 35th respectively on the season. Marcus Pedersen, the other Pedersen in this game, got on the scoreboard for the first time this season. He scores his first goal of the year with a shot from the point. Jansen Harkins picks up the lone assist, and if you could give two assists to a singular human being, that was what Jansen Harkins deserved on that one. Being an absolute pest, making Quinn Hughes' life an absolute hell for the majority of this t this game, and he certainly earned that assist on that one. His fourth apple of the season, making it 2-1, to one, but shortly after that one, Elias Pettersson strikes again. He was just a thorn in the Penguin side all night long. His 21st goal of the season, Phil Horonic scores his 32nd assist on that one. JT Miller picked up his third assist of the opening frame there. Penguins, they were on their back foot, but they had a little bit to show for it at the end of the first period. They had that goal for Marcus Pedersen, and as Bob Grove tweeted out in that first intermission, the last four times the Penguins trailed by two goals coming into this game against the Vancouver Canucks at home. I know a lot of qualifiers there. The Penguins were 3-0-1. So there was hope for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Historically speaking, they were good at coming back from multi-goal deficits to this team. And it started off in the second period with Sidney Crosby breaking in on a 2-on-1, scoring a goal, getting his 23rd of the season on the 2-on-1, beating Thatcher Demko, Jake Gensel, and Marcus Pedersen beat uh, get the assists on that one. And then in the third period, it looked like the Pittsburgh Penguins were getting very, very close. They were knocking on the door. Power play opportunities didn't look great, but they were getting a couple of opportunities. Thatcher Demko either making the saves or the shots being blocked just in front of the net. And finally, the Pittsburgh Penguins break through with 28 seconds left on the game clock. Sidney Crosby gets 
his 24th goal of the season. Eric Carlson and Chris Letang both out there on the ice together. Pick up the assist. That's Carlson's 21st, extending his point streak to five games now. And Chris Letang picks up his 24th assist of the season. Head into overtime. Penguins get a couple opportunities. None better than that of Brian Rust coming down the right wing. It looked like he might have repeated what he did the first time in L.A. before that goal was called off. But the puck goes wide. couple shifts later. Shot on net from Eric Carlson trying to make a, a fancy move on that one. It turns out to be a breakaway for Elias Pettersson. He scores his second goal, fourth point of the evening, 22nd goal of the season. He puts it away here. Vancouver wins this one by a final score of 4-3. to three. Like I mentioned, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they were so close to coming back in this one. They played such good hockey from the second period on. I mean, none better than the goaltender because... Tristan Jari, when he came in in the second period, was absolutely phenomenal. And with that, let's move over to the three stars of the game in this one because it flows so perfectly. We have 35 people watching at this current moment in time. We're moving over to the three stars, and it's number 35 who gets my third star of the evening. Tristan Jari comes in for Alex Nedeljkovic to start the second period. A handful of massive saves directly in the first couple of minutes. Three minutes in, there was about four or five ten-bell saves that Tristan Jari made. He hadn't played a lot of hockey as of late because Nedeljkovic started this game. It was his eighth start in the Penguins' last 11 games, and even in those games, Games. Tristan Jari was benched in one of them after the first period. So a lot of hockey for Alex Nedeljkovic as of late. Tristan Jari, not a lot of action. He gets it in this one, and he goes up against the second-best team in the National Hockey League, and he certainly stood up to the challenge in this one. Like I mentioned, a handful of massive saves right away. He made a handful of massive saves as the game went on, and at the end of the day, he finished with 19 saves on 20 shots. So close to getting that last one. So, so close to getting the last goal, but it just slips right through Elias Pettersson with a nice move, opens up the five hole of Tristan Jari, and it squeaks through for the eventual game winner. Not the eventual game winner, it was sudden death. It was the game winner. But nonetheless, certainly good signs from Tristan Jari. He had a solid performance over the weekend against the Buffalo Sabres. The Penguins lost that one 3-1. to one. Third goal was an empty netter, but at the end of the day, it looked like Tristan Jari was starting to bounce back, was starting to look like the Tristan Jari the Penguins need him to be, and he certainly looked like that tonight. He had a fantastic performance, and we'll have to see who starts on Saturday. A big game coming up, as we'll get to, but Tristan Jari looked great tonight. Alex Nedeljkovic, it was just an off night. Second star of the game, I was going to give him the first star regardless, but they didn't win the game. He was on the ice for the, the game-winning goal on the other side, but we all know Sidney Crosby is the only reason the Pittsburgh Penguins picked up a point in the standings. He is the second star in this one. Two goals to bring the Penguins back from down 3-1 to one in this game. Tied and then passed Mike Bossy on the NHL's all-time goal-scoring list for 22nd all-time. Sid now sits in sole possession of 22nd all-time. He was on a mission in that third period. If you watch the third period, it is a... Picture-perfect Sidney Crosby performance this season. He's 36 years old, and he's still going out there, and he's absolutely putting it on the line for the team, absolutely going to be a Hart Trophy nominee this year. He has to be, and if he's not, then the people that are voting on this should just lose their jobs because Sidney Crosby is the sole reason that the Pittsburgh Penguins are where they're at in the standings. I know it's not that impressive at the moment. They're not in a playoff spot, but he is absolutely willing this team through the first half of the season. Tonight was no different. That standings point put an asterisk nest to it because that is the Sidney Crosby asterisk. It was his, and Tristan Jari gets credit in that too tonight, but Sidney Crosby absolutely Absolutely on a mission in that third period. You saw what he did, getting into a battle with JT Miller, drawing the power play opportunity. They didn't score on that one, but they did score a little bit later in the third period. And who was it off of? Sidney Crosby doing 
anything he can. He was at the front of the net on that one. He scored a goal on a two-on-one where he just blew the puck past Thatcher Demko, scoring in so many ways this season, and he brings the Pittsburgh Penguins back within even in this game and gets them the pity point in this one. Huge point for the Pittsburgh Penguins, huge for their confidence to be able to tie that game, get the bonus point against a team that, as we mentioned on Tip of the Iceberg earlier today, came into this game coming off of back-to-back wins against the New York Rangers and the New York Islanders, in which they absolutely toasted both of them. 6-3 win at MSG on Monday night, 5-3 win on Tuesday night against the New York Islanders. They had scored 17 goals in their last three games coming into tonight. They're a team that scores all the time. And you saw that in the first period, but what you saw in the second and third, shout out to Tristan Jari, shout out to Sidney Crosby to be able to finish things off and get the Pittsburgh Penguins back within the game. But at the end of the day, they didn't win the game. It's unfortunate. Elias Pettersson is the one that ends it, and he is the one that ends my three-star segment here. He is the number one star of the game. So smooth with the puck on his stick. If you haven't watched a lot of Elias Pettersson, that is him to a T. He was absolutely phenomenal from start to finish in this one. Factors in on all four goals for the Vancouver Canucks, including the game winner. Scored three points in the opening period, one goal, two assists, and then when he gets the opportunity late, Sidney Crosby was all over him. Seemed like Tristan Jari had him tracked, but he still finds a way to put the puck in the back of the net and get Rick Rick Tockett's team the secondary point. That Vancouver team is impressive. Uh, even in, when they weren't scoring in the second and third period when they were struggling, they played. They made a lot of plays that were very, very, very impressive. And, you know, it's a team that is a measuring stick to the, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And as they've shown this season, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they can play with the best teams in the NHL. Sometimes they'll throw a dud out there against teams that they shouldn't throw a dud out there against. Ottawa Senators on Festivus. Even you can say the Buffalo Sabres on Saturday. But when they have matchups against some of the better teams in the NHL, look at last Thursday, look at this Thursday, look at Monday against the Philadelphia Flyers, a team that have shocked everybody and are in the top three in the Metropolitan Division, or at least were in the top three when the Penguins faced off against them. They wiped the floor with the Flyers. They beat the Boston Bruins in a big game on the road. And they took the Vancouver Canucks to task tonight. Down a forward as well, Riley Smith. That's a big story in this game. We should, I guess, talk to about it right now. Riley Smith goes down after the first period. He left the ice, came back, tried to play. It looks like it's an upper body injury. It looks like it might be a wrist injury or an elbow. He went into the boards awkwardly after a hit with Nikita Zadorov. Didn't come back into the game after the second period. We're obviously going to have to wait testing results and await evaluation and await updates from Mike Sullivan. But if Riley Smith goes down, that is not a good thing for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I understand he's been struggling two goals in his last 30 games now, but at the same time, if he goes out, who are you inviting back into the lineup? Redeem Zahorn is probably the first name on that list. At least he's the only forward currently with the Pittsburgh Penguins at the National Hockey League level that is not in the lineup right now. So do you get Redeem Zahorna back? Do they go down and pluck somebody else from Wilkes-Barre? Do you see Vinny Henestrosa come back up? Maybe. I think that's a better option right now than Redeem Zahorna. Do you go down and get somebody else that hasn't had NHL time this year? Maybe a Colin White? It's interesting. And, you know, I've had the same exact thought that somebody in our comments, Sword287, had. Maybe he'll get the same Raquel effect with Smith, you can hope so, right? I mean, Ricard Raquel coming back from injury. He didn't score tonight, so but 10 points in his first 11 games since coming back from injury. He's been extremely good, so maybe you get that with Riley Smith. But either way, in the meantime, it's a big loss to lose Riley Smith. Before we uh, look ahead at what's next, as you can see on the rundown here, it's the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll talk about that just a little bit. Let me head into the comment section here. I had a couple stars from earlier. Malkin's Milkshake. 
was in here some, from the very beginning, making sure that I had my microphone on the correct settings and on, and so everybody could hear me. So I appreciate that. Malkin's milkshake said at times both teams looked like they stayed up till 3 a.m. last night. Sid and Harkins were the only ones who went to bed early. Got a shout out, Jansen Harkins. That's why I loved this comment here. Harkins had one of his better games since being a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He was all over the ice on the forecheck. He was creating havoc. He was creating opportunities. He set up the Marcus Pedersen goal with which, of course, without it, the Pittsburgh Penguins wouldn't have got the pity point. I thought he looked really good, especially whenever you noticed him getting more and more ice time because Riley Smith went down. He stepped up to the plate. He was very good tonight for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the role that he has been tasked with. He's never going to score a bunch of goals, but picking up the assist, creating havoc on the forecheck, Jansen Harkins did his job to a T. Malkin's Milkshake also said Sid was unreal. I think that is the easiest way to put it, but also it doesn't feel like it's doing him justice. And I know you weren't trying to do him justice. That's just the way it was. It's the easiest way to explain it. He was just unrealistically good at the sport of hockey tonight. That's all it was. And he asked Attic says, yep, Sid was amazing. What a season at the age of 36. I think it's a heart trophy season. I think it is a season that, yes, he was already a bona fide first ballot Hall of Famer. This is a season that's really going to add to that resume and really going to show a lot of people why he's one of the top four players in the history of the National Hockey League. A lot of people are starting to echo that sentiment with how amazing he has been over this season, over last season, what he's been able to do later on in his career this season's a huge reason as to why his legacy is going to go down as one of the greatest of all time christopher says ned should just be in net for bad teams jari does well against the top teams seems like it seems like tristan jari thrives on taking on some of the best offensive teams in the national hockey league but he was certainly that tonight i mean he was great tonight alex nadelkovich an off night maybe he just shouldn't play on thursdays because he had an off night last thursday night against the Buffalo or Boston Sa Boston Sabres. Jesus, Boston Bruins. I should slow down a little bit here. But Alex Nedeljkovich, rough night for him. Tristan Jari, you love to see him be able to come out, step in the way that he was able to, and really give the Pittsburgh Penguins an opportunity to come back in this one. Lubu82 says, Canucks remain undefeated when leading after two periods. Great comeback by the Pens. That was close. GG from a Nucks fan. Love having some Vancouver Canucks fans join us here in the chat. Didn't know they were undefeated when leading after two periods. Makes it even that more impressive that the Penguins were able to extend it into overtime. Yes, you'd like the victory, especially when you're in a dogfight for playoff positioning as the Pittsburgh Penguins are. It's January, but every single game counts. And we know that this one would have been a great one to add to the resume. The Penguins have a handful of very impressive victories over top teams this season. This would have been a nice notch in the belt, a nice infinity stone to add to the gauntlet for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let me search through a couple more here. Jessica Lynn says, no shame in that loss. Absolutely beautifully played game. You take out the first period, which I will say this. I've seen a lot of people on X and otherwise say the Pittsburgh Penguins just weren't ready to play in the first period. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Let's not forget the Vancouver Canucks. That is their game to a T. They played the beautiful game from puck drop to the end of the first period. Played it well. That's why they were up 3-1. to one. I don't know how much of that was the Penguins not being ready. Yes, there were some sloppy plays. Yes, there were some puck mistakes. Yes, there were some turnovers from the Pittsburgh Penguins. But overall, I put that first period more on the talent of the Vancouver Canucks than I do the struggles of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I thought the Penguins responded very well made adjustments to sh shut down and slow down the Vancouver Canucks offense, which was flying in the first period. But at the end of the day, the first period, I, I thought the Canucks were playing to their game. Second and third, the Pittsburgh Penguins got to their game, and you showed that you can perform with one of the best teams in the NHL. 
Xavier Ardner says they play to the level of their competition. Could not agree more. Let's run down through this a little bit more. Uh, Upper R says watching Crosby play makes me so happy. It should. It is something that we're not going to get to see for that much longer. Who knows how long he's going to play. He has one more year left on his contract currently. What happens after that? Maybe only Sid knows. Maybe Sid and Kyle Dubas know. Maybe Evgeny Malkin knows. But at the end of the day, a very finite amount of people know Sidney Crosby's plans. If he even has them, he might just be focusing on this season knowing him. But it was a very, very good game for Sidney Crosby. It's been a great season for Crosby. And you should cherish every moment you get to watch this guy play hockey because he's absolutely phenomenal. DEL says Penguins played well, but the team is on the decline. Lemieux sold the team at the right time. I don't think it's refutable that the team is on the decline because these guys are getting older they're not going to be a one versus two seed but I do think they're better than their current standing is I think they perform better I think their talent level and on paper right now they're better than where they're at in the standings but at the end of the day it's why they play the games it doesn't matter what you look like on paper it's why they play the games penguins have been very good now they are let me do quick math here nine four and two or no nine three and three since December 11th. It's a really good record. Really good record playing some very good teams as well. It's not like they've been playing a lot of cupcakes over the little while. Xavier also says Sid for heart. Love that. NES Attic mentioned something else that I, I, I clocked early in this one. Can someone confirm, is that Ryan Malone on TV for the after game show? It is Bugsy. That is Bugsy Malone. This is the first time I've seen him on TV. I think this is his TV debut, at least for Sportsnet Pittsburgh this season. He was on pregame. He was on intermissions. He was on postgame. Bugsy, uh, if, if he is one thing, he is good at uh, pulling up Mike Lang references in this game. He was just shoehorning them in every chance he got. So, hey, interesting to see Bugsy Malone on the screen. Certainly was a, uh, a joy for me to see him. Sportsnet Pittsburgh's working in a lot of old names. I mean, Matt Bartkowski's been out there. We've seen, obviously, Mike Rupp, Colby Armstrong switch around. Phil Bork's been out there a little bit. You know, good old Brian Trottier has been trotted out there a couple times. So a lot of fresh faces on the docket for Sportsnet Pittsburgh. Uh, Xavier Ardner says, Habs are low-key Pens fans because of Sid. I wouldn't refute that. I mean, they love when Sidney Crosby goes up and plays in Montreal. Always a special occasion. It was earlier this season when Crosby went up and scored in, uh, scored in the shootout, and I believe he also scored a goal in that one. Uh, very impressive night there, but also impressive night tonight. Alex Sorov, I'm only going to do a couple more of these, but you guys are, are really running in on the comments. Appreciate everybody tuning in here. Alex says, how should the Penguins treat the goalie tandem? Ride the hot hand or split Jari and Ned games evenly? It has not been even as of late. Right now, it has been ride the hot hand, which is why Alex Nedeljkovic has been in the net time and time again. Coming into the night, it was eight games, uh, eight of the last 11 games were starts for one Alex Nedeljkovic. Maybe now that Tristan Jari's come in and had this performance, I would expect him to start on Saturday. But again, who knows? I mean, Mike Sullivan could come out there and say, you know what? Ned needs another game. He's going up against his former team in the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll see who he starts on Saturday. I would imagine you ride the hot hand after tonight, after seeing how good Tristan Jari was in this one. I saw my good buddy here, Nick Horwat, jump into the comments. He says, Jansen Harkins looks to be earning a spot in the lineup again. He said he feels like he's getting or gaining good consistency that is directly from the locker room tonight and that is a, a quote from Jansen Harkins post game as Nick Horwat 
in there as a member of InsideThePenguins.com, doing a yeoman's work there, making sure that he's getting all the quotes, make sure he's getting all the information here for us to disseminate on our YouTube channel, on InsideThePenguins.com, and anywhere you get your podcast from. So shout out to Horwat for getting me, uh, getting me that little tidbit here from Jansen Harkins. He certainly had one of the best games that we've seen him play in a Pittsburgh Penguins uniform. Nice to see he's getting some consistency. He's going to get some more ice time. Even when he was struggling, it seemed like the, the coaching staff really liked what he was bringing to the table. Tonight, when he has games like that, when he's starting to contribute a little bit more, assists in a couple more of the games, he obviously had the shootout winner in Montreal. He starts doing that. He's given these guys a reason to give him more and more rope. So we'll see what happens. Maybe with an empty uh, lineup spot, you see him bump up to the third line with Valtteri Pustin and Lars Eller. Who knows, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. NES Addict says, moved past Washington. Uh, Malkin's milkshake says Mike Lang equals legend. Mike Lang is the reason that I'm doing this right now. So I, I couldn't agree any more. Uh, any addict. I appreciate this. He says you have a great voice and cadence for a podcast. You've been listening to the podcast all season long back into the off season. So, uh, one of our loyal listeners loving the podcast and, uh, we appreciate seeing you every time in the comment section. And the last thing that I'm going to say here. Sword 287. Thank you to everybody for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Uh, sorry about the technical difficulties earlier in the episode, but we got everything straightened out and we got everything going on the right foot. Sword 287 says he might have just taken a little longer than normal to adapt to the NHL. He's shown it at the AHL level. He's shown a lot at the AHL level. He is an elite scorer at the AHL level, but he just hasn't been able to, to really mesh at the NHL. Certainly struggled in the first four games of the season, did Jansen Harkins. But he went back down to the AHL, got a little bit more seasoning. Thanks to injuries, he was called back up. This coaching staff really likes the way he plays. He's physical. He's a hound on bonus pucks. He's a hound on loose pucks. And tonight, it paid off for him. He's starting to get some assists. He has four on the season. Eventually, he'll light the lamp. Eventually, he'll light the lamp. Right now, four assists on the season and certainly playing a way that Mike Sullivan likes to see his guys play. But that is going to do it for this episode of the Iceberg Recap Show. Pittsburgh Penguins have a quick road trip south to Raleigh, North Carolina. Is it Raleigh, North Carolina? Yeah. Taking on Raleigh, North Carolina. The Carolina Hurricanes. Pens are 1-1-0 against the Canes this season. We'll see if they're able to advance that in a very important game in the Metropolitan Division, as they all are turning out to be, maybe unless they play the Columbus Blue Jackets. But that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere. You get your podcast from just search tip of the iceberg, I-C-E-B-U-R-G-H. That's it for this one, guys. See you next time. Have a good night. Pens, they lose 4-3. to three. They had a pretty good game. We'll see you next time.